Hey everyone, this is Musa Al-Hajji. I'm the host of the podcast Democracy Major. I came from a country where there is zero democracy. I'm I'm the kind of person who has a special appreciation of democracy. This is why in this podcast I'm gonna be going over one of the most important problem in US democracy, which is gerrymandering. In this podcast, I will be mixing sound about what exactly is gerrymandering, where does the problem really lies, and ways to overcome this problem. is gerrymandering. Essentially, it's the process of giving one political party an advantage over another political party by redrawing district lines. It's like Democrats trying to gain an advantage over Republicans or Republicans trying to gain an advantage over Democrats. You see, each party wants to gain as many districts as possible so they can do things like control the state budget or set themselves up to win even more districts in the future. So, To understand how this process began and how it continues today, we must go back to 1812 in Massachusetts. Elbridge Gerry, the governor of Massachusetts, supported and signed a bill to allow redistricting, that is, redrawing the boundaries that separate districts. The catch? The new lines would favor Gerry's own political party, the Democratic-Republican Party, which no longer exists. You see, Gerry wanted his party to win as many state Senate seats as possible, The more members of your party who vote, the more likely you are to win an election. The new lines were drawn to include loads of areas that would help Governor Jerry in the future. They were so strange looking that someone said the new districts look like a salamander. The Boston Gazette added Jerry's name to the word salamander and voila, gerrymandering, the process of dividing up and redrawing districts to give your political party an advantage. Well, up comes Governor Gary, a Federalist so fine. My heart he still takes out a quill and redraws all the lines. Redefines the boundary lines, look how it doth meander. Round Leicester, Danvers, Beverly, just like a salamander. The United States is the only advanced democracy in the world where politicians directly participate in the districting process. Why does this matter? You live in a district, many districts actually, congressional, state senate, assembly, city council, school. Everyone in America lives in districts. All districts are bounded by lines. The way district lines are drawn can determine who represents you for decades at a time. There is an image held the world over of an American democracy that is robust, vibrant, open to change, and subject to the will of the voter. This image is an unfortunate illusion. America does something very weird in its elections. The way elections are supposed to work is voters choose their politicians. But in America, politicians often get to choose their voters. proposition by who is sponsoring it. Prop 11 is opposed by the politicians. 
but sponsored by the League of Women Voters, AARP, the California Taxpayers Association, and the list goes on. The politicians say no to 11. The League of Women Voters and all these folks say Prop 11 makes it easier to vote politicians out of office if they don't do their jobs. You know what side your friends are on. Yes, on 11. 75% of voters think that the legislature is doing a lousy job. What can we do? We face a ballot that has no choices. A vote for Proposition 11 is a vote to save our democracy. Prop 11 is really simple. Right now, legislators draw their own districts, and so this would move it to an independent commission comprised of qualified citizens. Generally, it calls for a 14-member citizens commission, ethnically balanced, partisanly balanced. The members of the commission will be chosen through essentially a random process. There will be public hearings. People can testify and say, you've divided my city 14 ways. That, the law says you, you shouldn't be doing that. Since 1980, there have been five attempts in the state of California to take the power to draw district lines away from the politicians. And five times it has gone down to resounding defeat. 2005, 2006, 2007. Three years of negotiation with the legislature, three years where the legislature broke its promise again and again by essentially yanking the football from our Charlie Brown. And so ultimately, at the end of the summer of 2007, I finally had gotten to the end of my uh, line and I turned to a lot of our coalition partners and said, this is not ever going to happen. We need to have a plan B. You know, I had this fire in my gut to just keep at it, and so we submitted our own version. And in December of 2007, we picked up the governor's support. Proposition 11 is one of the most important reforms that there is because it will take the power of drawing the district boundaries away from the legislators. We will get rid of that conflict of interest. process more inclusive and responsive. Fairvote has an answer. Fair representation voting grounded in our traditions and values. With fair representation, candidates compete to represent a particular district, just like now. But the districts are bigger and elect more than one person. The key is to use fair representation voting systems that ensure that winning the most votes gets you more seats, but not all seats. Instead, you will win one of three seats if one of three voters wants you to represent them. This math means fair representation of each region's left, center, and right all across America. To see how it works, here's our fair voting plan for Louisiana. Today, its six House seats are gerrymandered in a way that makes five of them safe for Republicans and one of them safe for Democrats. With fair voting, Louisiana would have two districts, three seats each. Voters would have one vote and would be allowed to rank the candidates in order to ensure the results are fair. Like-minded voters would earn a seat with more than a quarter of the total vote. They'd earn two seats if they cast more than half of the ballots. The result would be a fair reflection of Louisiana voters. The majority would get the biggest share, but almost everybody would be represented by someone they'd actually voted for. Here's our plan for Massachusetts and its nine House seats. 40% of voters are Republicans, but no Republican has won in two decades. With three districts, each with three seats, Republicans would have the votes to win a seat in each district. We'd see shared representation of both parties across the state. 
Nationally, winning a majority of votes would mean winning a majority of seats. But being in the minority in your region wouldn't shut you out. At the same time, we'd elect more bridge builders, innovators who now rarely win. Social conservatives who like unions. Social liberals who want small government. Urban Republicans, rural Democrats, and so on. Third parties and independents could run without being spoilers. Most fundamentally, far more voters will have representatives who actually share their views. Reform is within our grasp. Fair representation voting is fully constitutional and already used locally. We're working with congressional reformers on a bill to require each state to create independent commissions tasked with drawing House districts designed for fair voting. That would eliminate partisan bias and forever kill the gerrymander. The full spectrum of voters would earn representation. That's real democracy. Visit fairvoting.us to see our fair representation voting plans and learn more about how they would transform our elections. To be part of our growing reform coalition, sign up at fairvoteaction.org. Let's work together to uphold our founders' vision and truly make Congress the people's house.